Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting from the bright red desk on a beautiful Sunday. And today is August 30th. One more day, and we're into September. Um, and we are at the end of the month of August and the end, end of the uh, beginning of a new chapter. Because, uh, you know, Virgo, we go back to school, we start new stuff, we're kind of starting this major new adventure in our lives, and the heavens kind of reflect it. So we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the heavens above and how to work with it, and then we'll talk a little bit about um, how you can take action on Earth to support your direction and growth, and we'll talk about uh, what to do with the energy in the week ahead, because it's a pretty big week. Um, some weeks are um, harder than others. Some weeks are easier than others. This one's going to be a mixed bag, kind of like last week was. Um, we have a hammer of Thor that formed last week with Mercury. Um, so a hammer of Thor, fist of God. Some people call it the fist of God. Um, and it is an energy system where we're looking at Mars and Saturn square to each other. So they're the business end of the hammer. Mars actually squared to the COVID clump. And then the handle is Virgo. So planets at 10 degrees or so of Virgo are the handle of this hammer of Thor. Now, we happen to have a full moon (laughs) uh, right on the handle, right? So the full moon that we're going to have this week uh, in Virgo is going to swing the hammer. Now, it's the sun this week. Last week was Mercury. So last week we got the news. We got the news. We got told something. We found out something. We learned something. In my case, it was more health adventures with my foot. And, you know, I have to get it fixed as an infection, da-da-da, I'm back in an unaboot. Um, you know, other friends had, you know, marital changes, relationship changes. Some friend of mine's daughter eloped, you know, mother, she turned 18 and she eloped. Um, you know, it's been a wild week. It was a wild week for weird news. We had the really very sad news of Chad, Chadwick Bo, uh, Bozeman passing, um, uh, suddenly, unexpectedly, apparently had been dealing with colon cancer for four years. Nobody knew. Um, obviously, his family knew and stuff. But um, and I, I have had that happen. I have a few, you know, famous clients, and when they are sick, they don't tell people because it affects how they get hired, or if they get hired. Actually, even not even how, but if. So, um, uh, not uncommon. You know, we had Kelly Preston a couple weeks ago where she passed and had had breast cancer for a bit and had not generally talked about it um, because it does affect them as actors being hired. And, of course, he was a particularly illuminative young man. Um, I I just always found every time he was on the stage, he glowed. He seemed to glow. Uh, And then we had, of course, the young young man uh, who traveled to kill people in he traveled as a militiaman and he went shooting and as trevor noah said you know he wasn't like he was there defending you know tj maxx he went there to shoot people and then we had uh just this weekend we had the trump people fighting with the black lives matter people happening out in oregon um and we had hurricane laura arrive right so it's been it's been a lot busy week it was a busy week so this week after all the news of last week, because Mercury brings news, and Mercury in Virgo points out what needs to happen and how it needs to happen, now as the sun goes into Virgo, we have to figure out how we want to handle it. 
Okay, so the sun is going to form a hammer of Thor, and it's going to do it on the full moon. Uh, and so, so I was looking at that, and I thought, wow. Now, full moons are extra emotional, and this particular full moon um, does have points on uh, the the sun and the moon are actually on the point of catastrophe. Um, so I'm like, I don't know, is that another hurricane, you know, some big thing? So we're going to watch for that. The full moon is on September 2nd. But as it forms that hammer of Thor on September 2nd, it also is going to ask us to look back at what we learned last week, what we saw, what we came to understand, how we came to figure it out. And, uh, you know, it, it is, you know, hammers of Thor are really interesting configurations. I find them... Uh, very clarifying. They're not easy. They're not easy. They're definitely not easy, but they're clarifying. And they break through structures that need to be adjusted, changed, or broken, or shifted in some way. So a lot of times when a hammer arrives in your life, especially if you're on the business end of it, you're receiving it, um, you kind of go, wow, I didn't I didn't anticipate that, you know, but now, now, okay, now that that's happened, how do I want to deal with it? So that's part one. But it also cracks up things, breaks up things, and it, it shifts things. So last week, Mercury communicated something to us. And then this week, we look at it and we go, oh, wow, I get it. I see it. I understand it. And now what am I going to do with it? Because I do get it and understand it and see it in such a way that I had not seen it before. And so this week, as the, handle, the hammer goes, the hammer of Thor forms with the sun in Virgo opposite the full moon in Pisces at you know, that's the day of the hammer and the sun and moon are on the part of catastrophe. It's actually catastrophe means to go against the stars, right? To fight to fight against things. But often a catastrophe on one level brings in something really positive on another level. So one of the things I did when I heard uh Mr. Boozman had died, I went out and looked at um some of his uh uh earlier interviews, right? And he did a lot of work with cancer, kids with cancer. You know, now, of course, he's fighting cancer, so it's a very deeply personal process for him. And he gave a beautiful commencement address at Howard University where he talked about, you know, he had a job for three days and he got fired. Well, he, he talked to the executives on the second day and he got fired on the third day because he was trying to do a little character development about stereotypes about being a black man cast in this, um, in this uh, soap opera. And he was interestingly replaced by Michael Jordan, who was his uh, opponent in Black Panther. So, um, so it's an interesting story. And of course, he went on to leak, and he said, you know, sometimes you fail. Sometimes things seem to fail. They seem to fall apart. They seem to collapse. I encourage you all to go listen to that speech because I kind of went, all right, I'm supposed to go look at him because he's the news, and his approach to. Uh, the roles he took, where he did, 40, you know, his breakout role was 42, where he was Jackie Robinson and all he ran into as a black man playing baseball, and then Thurgood Marshall, and then he did uh, James Brown, and then, of course, Black Panther. So he's played these iconic hero roles of black men who have made a difference in the world, who've changed the world, and as he's delivering it to us in Mercury, and everybody goes, oh, my God, he's so young. Oh, my God, we didn't know. Oh, my. And he broke Twitter, <laughs> which, you know, not that that's a metric we want to necessarily measure ourselves by, but he broke Twitter. Um, I think what we want to watch, 
this week, wherever this 10 degree of Virgo is in your chart, um, you want to watch where you're being asked to shine in a different way or to show up in a different way or how to wield that hang- hammer in a different way. And it's really important. I mean, uh, we don't have configurations like this often. <laughs> you know, the last time we had Saturn and Pluto and uh, Jupiter and Capricorn was Martin Luther saying the Catholic Church is corrupt back way back when, you know, in the 1500s. The last time we had uh, Jupiter and Saturn, which are meeting in December in air, the last time they met in air was the Magna Carta in 1215, you know, when they mutated from Earth into air. We're being asked to evolve and change and grow. It's not easy. It's not easy. And um, but the, But as he spoke in his Howard University, sometimes when you fail, you actually Learn, he said it much more eloquently than I'm paraphrasing here. But I do encourage you to go watch that speech because you see the man. He's been the Black Panther, right? He sits there at the beginning. He makes You can see he's praying. He gets up. He acknowledges his mother. It's Mother's Day. And then he talks about the journey and how he walked across campus and Muhammad Ali was there. And Muhammad Ali put his fists up and he put his fists up and he said, and I floated off like a butterfly. I was inspired I was inspired. And where do we find our heroes? Where do we find the people that inspire us and ask us to become more, to be more of who we can be? And the, and the impact of one person, but also the impact of you, the impact you've had on all the people in your lives, the impact that all the people in your lives have had on you. I heard from a friend I hadn't heard from in a long time. Um, and I said to her, you know, I was thinking about you the other day, and um you know, 42 years ago, you got married. And we all lived together on the same floor, you know, in the building, the first building I lived in in New York, and then I moved into the apartment I'm in now, the apartment building I'm in now. And I was like, that was that was a long time ago. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was a crossroads. It was a moment of change. It was a moment in our lives. And this is very similar to that. And I think you know, in the craziness of what we're going to do with the kids going back to school and where are we going to go and how are we going to do this and should we test, should we not test, what should we, you know, I mean, all this stuff that's swirling around us, the quiet space is where we need to go because that's where we actually hear our own little voice in there. Aculus is on the south node. Aculus is the star of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and seeing and when it's super, super crazy out there, we take a message from the heavens and we go and pay attention. So I certainly hadn't planned on reviewing Chadwick's uh, career this weekend. But when that news hit, I went, oh, okay, I need to go pay more attention to who this young man was. I mean, I know who he was, but, you know. Um, my favorite quote was he had been at uh, Howard University and Felicia Rasad was his teacher, and she apparently hit up her friends to um, sponsor kids, right? So um, he had gotten a, a trip to England to study it in, in I want to say, the Royal Shakespeare place. And um, and he came back, and, of course, he was Black Panther was coming out. And he had been told when he got back who had sponsored him. And he had been sponsored by Denzel Washington, right? And so they're at the Black Panther, and he goes up and he says, you know, I want to thank you. You were, you know, you sponsored me, you know, Felicia Rashad. I went over to England, and you you, you paid for my trip. And Denzel looked at him and went, so you're going to pay me back? <laughs> and I, I think of it as it was just this really wonderful, charming, 
like what are we, you know, how we get stand on the steps and the heads and the shoulders of the people ahead of us, but that we are also a guide for them. And we also learn from them. And we learn from them. We don't we don't learn we don't we are not independent. We are interdependent. We are part and parcel of the world community. We are part and parcel of our own community and obviously we have a community that we choose and we have the community we're born into. And all these different energies are swirling right now and they're really asking us, you know, what is our picture? What is our vision? And Virgo I find I mean I'm a Virgo, right? So my birthday is now. And I always find, you know, when I get a little stuck that it's helpful for me to do a poll. <laughs> or to make uh we used to call it when I was in sales when I was younger, the Benjamin Franklin T square. You know, where you draw a little T on a piece of paper and you were, you know, positive, you know, do this thing, don't do this thing. And you make a list of arguments for both sides. And as you write each of the arguments down, Virgos, of course, love a list, you get a, you get a perspective. But then sometimes when you get to the bottom of the list, you go, um, yeah, but I, I, even though all that stuff's on the left, I need to go to the right. I need to go to, I need to go to the right. Or all the stuff on the right makes sense, but I, I, my heart's really with the stuff on the left. And I think this is one of those weeks where we have to be very gentle with our hearts because the Virgo sun is in the hammer of Thor. So he's getting, even though he's the swinging end of the hammer, if any of you have ever cut wood or done things with your hands, like raked leaves, (laughs) you know, and you get those calluses, you get those, not calluses first, you get the blisters first when you're cutting, when you're splitting wood for the fireplace. Right, so we had a farmhouse. We split wood. My father believed in child slavery, not really, but you know, the children should work, and so I know how to split a log. And um, you get out there splitting a bunch of logs. You know, you get a good blister on your hand. It it is a hammer. It's an axe, actually. Um, But it's understanding that as we swing this hammer this week, or as it is swung at us, and it is a continuation of what happened last week. Right, so a couple people I've said, caution, caution, the hammer got swung at you. Do you really, do you want to swing back this week? Or do you want to just wait and see what what comes next? And sometimes, you know, you feel like you need to hammer, you need to do something. Other times, best to watch or to pay attention and see how it shows up because that hammer is um, hard. That hammer is hard. And our job with it is the sun goes through there is we really see things in an interesting way or see it in a different light or come to understand it in a new way. And I think that's perhaps the most important thing that you can carry into this week, right? Lots of stuff going on in the heavens. It's a very busy week. Um, But it also is a week of illumination. And as that hammer forms, it's a a hard aspect. It's a square and a semi-square. So semi-squares make us feel a little stressed and squares make us feel we have to take action. Sometimes when that happens, the best thing is to just kind of look and go, what is the action I want to take here and maybe I need to watch? Because the other part of it is other people that are swinging the hammer, right, they're swinging it, you know. And if you've ever watched um, the hammer throwing thing that they do in track where they swirl around and then they release the hammer, you know, it's like watch out for the business end of the hammer. But also be aware that you may find you're in the mood to swing a hammer this week. It's going to come from the 10-degree Virgo house, but it's going to shoot over because it's happening on the full moon. 
it's going to shoot across into the 10-degree Pisces house because the full moon is emotionally illuminating what the hammer wants to do or how it wants to express itself. But last week was the information phase, Mercury delivering the news. This week is uh, how you're going to work with it. And what can you do about it, if anything? And sometimes you can't do anything. Sometimes it's just the story that you have to work with. Other times there are things you can do. But I do caution you or encourage you to tell your friends and encourage people as they watch the hammer swinging that they always have a choice about how they're going to respond. And I think that's perhaps the most important thing to remember this week. You always have a choice about how you're going to respond. And you don't have to respond. Sometimes you can just watch. Because in the watching, it's seeing, right? And there's something, you know, when I do astrology readings with folks, um, there's something about the beauty of the natal chart that lets us see the energy, lets us see who the person is. And sometimes people will be like, you know, like you see me. Or, you know, it took me, you know, 10 years in therapy to get to what you did in two minutes. And I said, well, but you had the 10 years of therapy to hear it right? Very important for us to see things this week, to see what we see, without judgment. You know, remember, there's all sorts of things under the sun. The universe has good, bad, and indifferent. Are we, we bring our emotional values to it and judge it. But this is a crossroads week. This is an understanding of what we, what we believe and why. And then the other part of it is, you know, maybe it's not your circus, <laughs> And you go, hey, that's a circus over there. I think I want to sit this one out and just kind of watch what happens. And that's okay, too. You can be Jerry Falwell watching, you know, his wife and the pool boy. I know that wasn't very nice. Um, I do have a little Virgo snicker, though, with that kind of stuff. At any rate, uh, so it's a potent week. Lots of stuff going on. So first of all, the full moon is on uh, September 2nd, and it takes us back to the new moon that we had in um the new moon that we had in Pisces back in 19, um, when we had the the opening, on, and that would have been uh, March 2nd of 19. Um, this new moon, the south node is on Aculus still, so it is very much seeing and understanding stuff, and it is also the angles for this uh, this full moon are triggering the eclipse from July 5th. So the story from July 5th is up. That, of course, is the U.S. birthday. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of energy with the south node on the part of servants. So um, there's an energy of working with being in service, working in service to things and kind of understanding stuff. And we also have Juno on Spica. Spica is a marriage planet. So there can be marriages or partnerships or unions announced. So it's not a bad moon for that. It also has Neptune high in the chart. Now, when we have Neptune high in the chart, we don't always know what's going on, right? Neptune's at 19. We don't always know what's going on when Neptune's that high, but we know something's up. (laughs) And we know when the fog clears, we'll see what's up, but we may not see it right away. So that's the other part. A little bit of delusion, deception, you know, or dreams, or what you're striving for, dreaming for, looking for, you know, all all part of it. Um, So the moon's this week. Today the moon's in Aquarius, and tomorrow, too, the 31st, a nice little Aquarius moon. The moon is in um, uh, Aquarius, which is an air sign, which helps us kind of figure out things. It's a little detached, a little chilly, a little cold, but it also is not emotionally um, 
connected and a little crazy. It kind of detaches. It goes void on the 1st, Tuesday the 1st, at 12.56 in the morning, East Coast time, and it's void until 5.30. And it goes void with a nice sextile to Mars. So all the stuff that happens Saturday, Sunday, Monday are really supportive, very helpful forward motion. Moon's in Pisces on Tuesday the 1st, on Wednesday the uh, 2nd, on Thursday the 3rd until 10.34 a.m., and it goes void. Moon goes void in Pisces with a trine to Venus. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, very positive, emotional clarity energies. Then the moon is void most of Thursday between 10.34 a.m. and 4.21 p.m. And then it goes into Aries, and, of course, we get into our weekend problem where we always have the weekends being a little bit more tense than they are um, because Moon's aspecting, you know, the COVID planets. So it goes into Aries on Thursday at 4.22. It's in Aries on Friday. It's in Aries on Saturday, and it goes void at 12.45 in the morning on Sunday. That's a very long Aries moon. Of course, this is Labor Day weekend. Uh, It does go void. Moon goes void in Aries conjunct Mars, so that's not as bad as some of the others. But Saturday, Moon squares Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn. So that's kind of an intense Saturday. Um, It is void at 12.45 a.m., goes into Taurus at 4.43 a.m. on Sunday morning. And um, so Saturday is intense, but it has good closing aspects. So intense with a good closing aspect. Kind of think about what that feels like. Sun goes into Moon goes into Taurus on Sunday at six at at four forty three a.m. and it's in Taurus on Labor Day Monday the seventh, and it goes void at eight forty seven a.m. with a trine to Saturn. So basically, this week, all the moons are in positive closing aspects meaning that even if it's hard, it turns out okay, which is really important, that that whatever the clarity is, whatever it is you see, has good endings. So, I, you know, when we talk about, you know, this, sometimes people get a little confused. The last aspect the moon makes before it goes void describes how things begun on those days work out which is one of the reasons I'm saying, you know, you might not want to swing the hammer. You might just want to see what's going on with other people swinging the hammer. Um, Because it should work out. It should be positive. It should be like, oh, okay, that's actually helpful. I I see where that could help the situation here. Um, The busy, busy day this week, of course, there's that full moon, and that's when the hammer happens. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is when the hammer hits. And um, it also clears things. It also changes things. It also shifts things. It also eliminates things. It says that's finished, that's done. I'm finished with that. Great, we're ready to roll. I'm done with that. Great, we're ready to roll. So that's all helpful, you know. So it it takes things out that don't need to be there anymore, you know, and and releases them and says off we go. We're, We're being set free. So hammers are helpful because they do, remember, the hammer could knock the top off the mountain, but it also could make really beautiful gold jewelry. It also could play beautiful musical instruments. It was an incredibly craftsman-like hammer. And, of course, the Virgo moon is an energy of us um, being of service, and it has really good closing aspects with the trine to the big guys. So um, Virgo is always about how do we take service. Um, so sun this week, runs from 7 Virgo to 13 Virgo. 
And, of course, it forms the hammer of Thor, which is, you know, changes and shifts us in terms of our direction. Um, it has an aspect to Pluto on the 30th. It has a sesquiquadrate to Pluto. It has a sesquiquadrate to Eris on the 1st. It has a sesquiquadrate to Saturn on the 2nd. And then it has a sesquiquadrate to Mars on the 4th. So that's the time frame. The 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th is when the business part of the hammer is busy. And, of course, it's a precise hammer because it's in Virgo, and it's answering to a great Mars in Aries. So this is, you know, I've got a few people that are actually having surgery this week, uh, you know, because they need to, but also really good aspects for surgery or, you know, changing things or shifting things. The sun also is in Virgo, and he is also trining Uranus on the second, which is a very creative, and he's also trining Athena on the fourth. So it's very, you know, the sun in Virgo, he's finishing up, uh, he has the hard aspects with the COVID planets, but then as he gets further along, like next week and the week after, he gets into trines with the COVID planets, and he says, okay, well, now that we've done this, now we're ready to go forward. So nice week for the sun and any planets in your chart between 7 and 12 are activated. And, of course, that full moon, which is all about, you know, how do we see things? What do we do? How do You know, we do see things clearly. We're really working with them in a clear way. Mercury this week runs from 19 Virgo to 4 Libra. He's going to go into Libra on um, September 5th. And he is in Virgo until then, which is one of his favorite signs. He does make some decisions on the 30th about how to proceed emotionally. And then he, as in the same way that the sun did, he goes into a trine to Pluto on the 1st. And he goes into a trine to Saturn on the 3rd. So Mercury, trine, Pluto, and Saturn is incredibly precise, skilled actions. So that's why... We have this kind of mixed bag with the sun swinging the hammer, but Mercury going, well, be precise in how you're going to take action. You know, pay attention to this, right? Um, Mercury has a hard aspect with the nodes of fate on the third, which says he's at a crossroads and he's figuring out some stuff. And that's, of course, when he's at the last degree of Virgo, getting ready to go into Libra. He does have a health aspect on the fourth. And then he goes into Libra bright and early on at 3.40, I'm sorry, late in the day, 3.46 p.m. on the 5th, and he's in Libra um, kind of moving along. So Ver Mercury last week had the hammer. This week he has the, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. This week Sun has the hammer. Next week Sun's going to be saying, oh, this is what we're doing, right? So it's kind of a, actually, next week and the week after Sun will be doing it. Venus this week, of course, is, um, she's in late Cancer. So she is arguing with the COVID clump, too, right? <laughs> she's in an opposition to them. So she's like Venus opposite Pluto, you know, a little envy, a little jealousy, triangles. Pay attention to the triangles. She's testing relationships on August 31st because she has a square to Juno. And she runs from um, 22 Leo or 22 Cancer into 3 Leo. So Venus goes into Leo on the 6th. Okay, so Mercury changes out of Virgo into Libra, and Venus changes into Leo. So they're both now going to be, before they were in a working sextile of Earth and water, and now, or, yeah, and now they're going to be in a working sextile of air and fire. So they're kind of cooperating. They're working with, well with each other, even though they're not in the same signs, but there's a collaboration happening with Venus and Mercury. Venus also argues with Saturn on the 2nd, so that's a kind of an emotional day. Of course, that's the hammer swinging. 
And she also is square to um, uh, she's square to Eris then, and she kind of pushes stuff forward. But she also has an adjusting aspect to the Mars on the fourth, so she's working with these planets too. So that just speaks to a little bit more heightened emotional energy that middle part of the week and you are going to find you're emotional you are going to find or the world's emotional and both you the world and that's okay this is big this is big and we have to be kind we have to honor ourselves we have to take very good care of ourselves and really be clear like okay i'm honoring you know who i am and where i'm going and why so mercury it's from 22 leo i'm sorry 22 cancer all the way through to three Leo. Saturn this week on the third has an adjusting aspect to the nodes of fate in a positive way. And remember the south node is on Aculus, so it's very clear seeing that middle part of the week. We're really going to see things. Saturn also is square to Juno on the sixth, so he has a lot of energy around who he partners with and how. Um, this is a big week for Facebook deletes, just saying. You know, you go, ah, I'm gonna delete you, you know, it's one of those kind of energies. Um and Saturn is a 25 cap. Um, Uranus this week has an aspect to the nodes of fate on the 5th where it's got an adjusting, changing, shifting kind of energy. Remember, Uranus stations in his retrograde now. Um, and then last but not least, Pallas Athena stations on the 5th. And she says, oh, okay, now we're going to go direct. Now we're going to move forward. And she stations at 12-12. And Juno um, is forming new partnerships on the 5th. So there's a new partnership with healing and opportunity and how you want to create and what you want to do. So even though the Hammer of Thor is going to be pretty intense and hopefully you're not going to get hit by it, um, you want to really work with this energy consciously and encourage people around you and say, well, the news last week gave you a lead in. Now you're seeing it in a way you hadn't seen it before. And that's okay. That's how we shift this energy. We have to... We have to see things. We have to understand things to be able to change them. That's the only way it works. Um, if we don't see it, we don't understand it, we can't change it. We continue to do it the way we always did it. But if we see it and understand it and change it, i.e. a hammer of four, um, we can we can shift it. So um, uh, rest in power, Chadwick Boseman, and rest in peace and power, all of you. And understand that one person can make a huge difference in the world. And that you're born and you're incarnated on earth right now to make a difference in the world, in the people that you love and you know. And I would encourage you to make a positive difference. And figure out how we can maybe move a little more towards love and a little less towards hate and a little more towards illumination and seeing things and understanding that this week... Whatever happened last week, this is part two. So I wish you a good week and big hugs uh, from the bright red desk. And um, off we go into the week. It's going to be a wild one. Ann Ortley saying goodbye. Talk to you soon.